Hey, After Buzzers and Wonsters. Oh my gosh, episode 22 episodes left, and the curse is finally broken. And with that great news, we've got other great news. Amazing guest Jeff Pierre is in the studio, aka Prince Naveen, so you don't want to click that mouse. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. <laughs> this is only fitting because we've got Prince Naveen, Jeff here in the house. How are you tonight? Yeah. The Prince himself. Yes. yes. The Prince has arrived. Prince Naveen, everybody on this panel is one in love with your character and you on the show. So we are so thrilled to have you. Thank you so oh, much for joining you. us. No, the pleasure is all mine. I'm so happy to be here with you ladies right now. I'm excited. For what we're about to talk about. Right. Let's get into it. Because we got a lot to discuss. Oh, yeah. Before we do so, I'm your host, Ali Nasta. And then to my left, I've got some lovely ladies. Steph Sabra, what's going on? What's up, Steph Sabra? I'm so excited about this episode, you guys. <laughs> yeah, you had some predictions that came true. A lot. I honestly think I'm number one right now for predictions. I think you are. <laughs> I'm like, to you. You said you got the witch in you. I'm at like uh-huh. fourth witch place. In me. I'm losing. Lanisha. <laughs> you already know I'm wearing my green. You dress up in the bra. That's odd. Okay. I didn't even peep that. Okay. I like that. Okay. I want to represent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Carolina Bonetti. I didn't get the memo. I'm sorry. What's going on? Hey, guys. Carolina here. I can't wait to talk about this episode. It was classic Once Upon a Time 101. Mm-hmm. I was yes. all choked up over it. That Henry reveal. Oh, I can't wait to get into it. Oh, my gosh. So, overall thoughts, you can seriously tell we loved this episode. Loved and it made it. me really nostalgic for it to be ending in two episodes. I'm not ready. No. At all. No. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, let's just jump right in. Um, so let's start off with obviously Prince Naveen is saved in this episode, which is kind of a paradox to what happened in the actual Storybrooke realm, because obviously Prince Naveen was kind of screwed over right, by Princess right. Tiana. True, true, true. Uh, for me, I was, I was really excited uh, the, the direction that they went with this, as far as like you know, me being saved. You know, because right. I feel like the days of the damsel in distress that's over i mean it's 2018 mm-hmm. and i mean you have like mm-hmm. you have these iconic women like wonder woman is actually being portrayed on screen right now finally a uh, a strong female superhero and then you have like captain marvel coming out i'm sorry guys i geek over like the marvel and i'm really excited Ex- that's what i'm yes. no, to be honest yeah, yeah. and yeah. i'm really excited for stuff like that so for me i, I really loved it and in my mind, as like you know, Prince Naveen slash Drew, I was always focused on uh, empowering Tiana, you know, empowering yes. uh, Sabine. So it, it was it was cool to me. It was it was very very cool to take the back seat and just watch these ladies rock. You know, it's so it, funny because like you know, Kip, he was yeah. on our show too. Um, his character was also saved by a woman, so I think that's so funny how like they're starting to play this with all the women rising up. I love it. Yes. I mean, it needs to happen. You know. People are going to love you more than they already did for that response. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so let me just say okay. that. <laughs> but you know awesome. what I think Mark's a truly powerful man is the fact that you embrace powerful women mm-hmm. because that shows how powerful you are as a man mm-hmm. and as a character as well. It really does. Behind every powerful man is an even stronger woman. Ooh. I mean, it, it, this, I'm not even just like trying to. I'm not. <laughs> just up, uh, this isn't even for show, up, but I mean, I, up, I, I truly believe that. I mean, like Barack. I mean, come on, with Michelle. Oh, you got Jay Z, sure. Beyonce. Like, it's, okay, you it's, need to stop. The proof is in the pudding <laughs> to me. So you are like, making the live like explode. Right now. <laughs> yes. Um, 
transfer. It's so true. And Thank once you. has done a really good job this season, really having the women come to the save, like coming to the savior of these men. Yeah. Um, especially because we kind of get to see both sides of each story in Storybrooke and in the real world. Right. Um, but you know, speaking of real world, what is it like on being on set in the Once Upon a Time <laughs> fantasy land that is the green screen? Oh man, it is. I mean, to sum it up in one word, I would honestly say it's magical. Right. There mm-hmm. is a magical feel about it. It is so completely different from any other set that I've been on. And I'm super appreciative of all the jobs that I've had and every set that I get to, you know, get to experience. But for some reason, I'm like, is it? Is it because I know this is like, you know, fairy tale, <laughs> Disney? But I really just felt like a magical aura. And the the... The best parts for me were when I actually got to be in, you know, costume as Prince Naveen and in that green screen. It was just, uh, it was surreal. It was surreal. I, I just, I felt almost like the Disney character, like totally. for real, just coming to life. And I had like a, I just took on a certain persona. Like mm. <laughs> it was weird. I, I, I would, you know, in between takes, you know, talk to family members or friends, and you know, talking to my uh, fiance. And I would actually stay in character, not even purposely doing it. I would say certain words that I never would. And she's like, um, wh- wait, hold on. What are you saying right now? Did you- <laughs> what did you just say to me? <laughs> Give us a sample. Like, what are some sample? Uh, what, what did I say to her? There was this one conversation we were having, and then I, I said something. Um, I, I really can't remember, but it, it was... It's, it's because it was like in my subconscious, to be honest, and yeah. that's why I was like, "Wait, did I actually say that?" I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry, baby. It just <laughs> that was that was pissed to me, not me. I'm so sorry. I can't give it to you because it's honestly in my subconscious. It I was, could just imagine was, like your voice getting deeper, like I'm did. here. <laughs> I'm home. <laughs> And again, like I said, when I got the job, I was just super excited because it was there was even in the audition room. I had this like. Oh yeah, I get to play. I get to be, you know. I almost adapted like this accent, almost like a, I don't know. Uh, but my fiance says you almost had like a a British accent. Were you trying to imitate a British accent? <laughs> or just a slight? And I'm like, no, it just I don't know. I'm in fairy tale land. I can't speak the way Jeff Pierre speaks or Jeff McCardle speaks. I can't do that. Yeah, <laughs> that was one of our questions for yeah. you. Actually, was how was the audition for you? How did this come about and come to fruition? How much time did you have between going in and finding out that it was yours? Uh, well, apparently, it was yours in the room because you became a whole other person. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, uh, but to be honest, when I when I was first proposed with like the audition, I was like. I'm I'm always positive of everything I go go out on. I'm like, okay, you know, yeah, I got this. Like, you know, I, after I do my research and I get into the character, but I I just didn't believe that they were gonna go this route just because it's like you know Prince Naveen, he's from Maldonia. It's it's not a African American mm-hmm. male, but I'm just like, wow, really? They're, they're considering me. I'm like, all right, cool. Let me just go in there for fun. And uh, I went into the room. And the casting director was amazing, Veronica Rooney. She was mm. she was so fun. We, we we played around with it, and she was just she was kind of in awe. I'm like, oh, it, you sure you don't have any notes for me or anything? She's like, no, that was so fun. You did this, you did that. I'm like, all right. And then I left. I'm like, man, that was really really fun. And um, I think it might have happened maybe uh like two three days later. I got the call. They're like, you booked it. And yeah. I was like, right, wait, are you kidding me? Like, I'm playing Prince Naveen? <laughs> I, I was in, um, I was on my way to another audition as well, too, a commercial audition. And I think I started just flipping out in the car. I'm like, yeah, no, no, this is crazy. I'm playing a Disney character. 
good. I was like, I can't wait to go see my baby girl. Because yeah. uh, part of the process, I, I, I already saw Princess and the Frog, uh, you know, years ago. But I like to do my research and just brush up on a few things. And I just wanted to actually watch it with my daughter. Yes. She never got to see it. She's, she's a year and a half old. And she actually sat through and, and, and watched the whole thing with me. So it was a very fun process to sit there and, and watch it with her. And when when I watched it with her, I'm like, man, it would be amazing to get this role. So she was the first person I wanted to see once I booked it. Oh I'm my so gosh, I'm going to cry. I told you, you make the whole <laughs> Yeah, I didn't even think about how Prince Naveen was not supposed to be black because you're literally perfect for this yeah. role. Like Thank as soon you, as you ladies. walked in, we're like, Prince, that's Prince Naveen. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And that's so important because we don't have a black prince in Disney. No, we don't. So you don't I'm glad they did one. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah. Oh yeah, that that's. It was, time oh my God. It it's, yeah. it's the time. It's the time, right? Okay. You know? Yeah, I love that so much. It's so true because we talked about it because obviously you don't get introduced to the characters right away. Right. And so we we all were like guessing what it was and everybody's like, it's Prince Nevin. <laughs> <laughs> that was unanimous across the panel. You Seriously. walked on set and we were like, that's Prince Nevin. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. Which is, I just, uh, it's been such a great season too and to see that. And obviously we talked to um, your counterpart who plays Sabine. Yeah. Oh. And uh, Mickey mm-hmm. Cox, and she mentioned how it was kind of a dream come true for her to become yep. a Disney princess as yes. well. Yes. And, yeah. and and that's what kind of Princess and the Frog allows um, allowed for that. Yeah, because so. she was a Disney princess, mm-hmm. and there wasn't a black. Pr- no, she wasn't, couldn't be a Disney princess because there was no black Disney princesses until right. Princess and the Frog. We need so. more Disney. We need more. We yes. need we a need lot more. Yes. Let's do this. This is yeah. like I'm working as best as I can. <laughs> hey, they did give us Shuri, and oh, that yeah. she's an awesome. Oh, Princess, which she was saying on the panel the other day, how that took a while to sink in for her. She was like, "Oh my god, yeah, I am a Disney princess," Mm -hmm. because they're reintroducing the narrative. Like Cinderella is also black Mm -hmm. and is a princess because these stereotypes that we've had are changing, and that's such a blessing that you got to do it. Oh man, I'm so happy to be a part of it. It's 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 incredible. I mean, I can always go back, and my daughter's gonna see that when she gets older, and it's gonna sink in. That's all I think about. I'm sorry. But just think, out there somewhere, there's a little boy that watches Once Upon a Time, and you're his role model. That's, oh my God. That's true. Because a lot of children and teenagers love this show. And there is a kid out there that's like, I can be a prince too, because he looks somewhat like you, (laughs) and he's never seen it before. And he gets all the ladies. (laughs) (laughs) That is exactly what he's going to say. He's going out <laughs> learning how to make beignets today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's a winner. That is such a winner. But you know what's really fun and helps you learn and grow in all areas of your life? Just like Prince Naveen helps us learn and grow, especially with this storyline. We've got the perfect podcast for you. Conversations with Maria Menounos Podcast Edition is hosted by our AfterBuzz TV founder and drops every Friday on iTunes. Conversations with Maria Menounos features celebrity and influencer interviews along with secrets and tips on how to be better in all aspects of your life. From health and wellness to career, relationships, finances, and so much more. Let our Maria be the big sister that you've always wanted. Just go to iTunes and subscribe to Conversations with Maria Menounos. And guys, it's free. Just be sure to rate and comment and let Maria know that it was the Oncers that brought you there. Again, that's Conversations with Maria Menounos Podcast Edition. And our lovely Steph Sabra was on the show a couple weeks ago. So you could find her on the way herself. Ha, ha, ha.
I'm so, sorry, y'all. But, yeah, but you should catch hair. that. Yeah, <laughs> hair, girl. definitely go check it out. <laughs> Look, the little hair flop. Okay. Look at that. I'm getting caught. My car cord's going to come off now. Um, I'm going to get the karma for being a jerk. No, <laughs> we love you. But these are two very opposite reactions. We had to, like, bully Allie into telling everybody she was on it. She got to gener- uh, inter- interview Jennifer Morrison. Oh, yeah. So if you haven't seen that, you should really catch up on the podcast. Catch up with Allie and Maria and Jennifer. Mm-hmm. And then catch up with Steph, who does her awesome hair flip. Basically, <laughs> the oncers rule. Yes. Yeah, oh, for man. sure. Definitely going to want to check that out myself. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. We do um, have a correction in the chat that oh. uh, the Jacinda is Dominican Republic. She's from the oh. Dominican yes. Republic. Yes. I, I didn't. I didn't want to say it. Yeah. You know, I don't want to be the one to put it out there like that. Like, I'm also, still representation, wait. so we love it. I yes. want to have a moment to say that I'm yes. also Dominican, and Let's. it doesn't mean that she's not. It doesn't somehow make her not black. But you I can think be black she's and Dominican. Yeah. yeah. Well, it is a Latina Cinderella. Yeah. yeah. I, won't, I won't speak I think that's it. what she, she go, she's going to yeah. go by. Latina, you know, yes, of course. Latina. But I don't think that... Yeah. I don't know. It's, well, a, it's such a gray area. But I right. feel like you, you don't try and negate one half of it with the other. Yeah. Well... I, Agree with Either that. way, to we are proud. We, we can get into that yeah, for like a whole yeah. episode. Oh, yeah. Another episode. <laughs> we'll talk about Different this episode. But, yeah, exactly. Um, guys, Yo. we have to talk about the big crazy curse that has been broken and how excited we all are that we finally yes. know the reasoning and how there was a time lapse. Uh. So... This was I was I was confused. We were talking about this before we started the podcast. I was a little confused as to how this worked out, and there was a article mm-hmm. that Steph was um, that someone on shared with you on Twitter, Steph. So if you kind of want to explain, just to clear it up for you guys that might be a little confused as to how Henry, older Henry, and younger Henry were at the same place at the same time. Yeah, Ooh. I'm just gonna quote it because Ooh. I had to reread this because right. it's still confusing to and me. Where can they find this article? Mm-hmm. Uh, this was on Variety. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. So Henry left Storybrooke in season seven premiere. Went off to live his life in another realm where he met and fell in love with Cinderella, with whom he had a child. The curse was then cast on Lucy's eighth birthday, sending these very fairy tale characters to the real life town of Hyperion Heights in their past, but Storybrooke's present. The reveal actually speaks to the very clever way once has gotten mm-hmm. away with none of the original heroes. So. Because they can't show up to rescue the crew in Hyperion Heights. Everybody in Storybrooke would have no idea that anyone was gone or in trouble, so no one would come after them. What's been going on through the whole season, the reason that Emma's never shown up or nobody's ever come to look for them, is as far as they're concerned, everyone's back in Storybrooke still. Okay. That makes sense. So basically, every loophole that they could think of, Emma already... Yeah. (laughs) Why am I calling her Emma? (laughs) By her real name. Yeah, that, like yes. um, Mother, Mother Gothel. Yeah. She had already thought about it, but then again, she has been planning this for years. Yeah. yeah. Years. But then she got planted. <laughs> Literally. Literally. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that was kind of, that was a huge revelation, obviously, because we had been wondering what were all the different aspects of this, because we've been trying to, like, wrap our brains around how there's different sets to this and the true love's kiss didn't break it but Steph made a prediction that oh, it was yes. gonna be Henry. <laughs> do your victory dance what, what was this prediction that it was you gonna were... be Regina and uh-huh. Henry breaking the curse uh-huh. the kiss wasn't gonna happen the romantic <laughs> but kiss technically Henry broke the curse himself when he called himself because his mom gave him the paperwork yes but it was speaking to his old self that actually broke it 
Yeah, yeah it wasn't officially broken. It wasn't officially broke until she until he kissed his mom, and then it went. Yeah, see, yeah. Like that. He was awake. He was awake. He woke up because yeah. he spoke to himself. Yeah. Man, I thought it was for sure going to be Alice and Hook for some reason. I yeah. don't know. It would have been sweet. I, I, lo- like I love how you guys Regina. come up with your own predictions <laughs> and stuff like that. Because <laughs> I mean, uh, from the actor's point of view. We're, we're kind of almost left in the dark as well, too, you know, when we get these scripts. We ju- we're just always kind of like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? We don't know anything in advance. And essentially, we may not, even after we film it, we may not necessarily know how it's going to come out until we mm. watch it, you know, live. Do you guys know. make any other predictions, like yourself? I mean, w- while we're working? Yeah. E- or nah. <laughs> oh, I, I never call it predictions because it's... Because I'm, you know, I'm within that that I'm like in that world, and mm-hmm. and while I'm doing my process and actually, you know, doing my character research, I, I may have ideas. Yeah, I, I come mm. up with different ideas or possibilities what may happen. I think that's how I see it. You can almost call it a prediction, but um, yeah, I kind of come up with my own ideas of what may happen. But I, I do, I do connect all the facts of what I currently have as far as like the sp- scripts that I get. Yeah, and I right. try to piece everything together and make logical decisions of what may happen <laughs> or what may not happen, you know? Right. And okay. we've been told, Emma Booth said, she was saying that you don't even, like you were just saying, you don't get any scripts from, like, more than what you're just, you're shooting that day. Correct. And so does that, did that um, cause any struggles with you trying to figure out what your purpose was as the, as the character? Uh, you know what? At first, a little bit, because I was just like, wait a minute, because, you know, going into this, I'm like, hey, I'm Pris Naveen, I'm, you know, I'm a good guy, essentially. Right. But when I when it was when I saw that I was taking a turn and I'm like kind of working with uh, um, you know Facilier. the Doctor Facilier, mm-hmm. I'm like, wait, what, what what's going on here? Am I am I a bad guy or not? So you know I would collaborate with some of the writers. I, I would talk to the writer and just ask questions, and they would give me as much as they could, mm-hmm. and yeah. which would help. Essentially, it would help. And then at that point, I get to use my own imagination and create certain right. things. But again, mm-hmm. it was it always came from a real place. They would give me something that I could use, and I'm like, all right, this makes sense. So when I when I would get the future scripts, like, all right, it wasn't too far off from what I thought, or you know, the idea that I had was plausible. You know, totally. So it's, it, it's it's all a it's all a process. It's like right. you know, putting yeah. uh, pieces together, which I think is a lot more fun uh, coming as an as an actor. Because I mean, mm-hmm. if you have everything already mapped out, it's like. You don't really have much work to do. I mean, there's always work to do, but it's fun when you actually get to, like, put the pieces of the puzzle together. Right. That's what we're doing mm-hmm. in real life. Mm-hmm. You know? totally. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Exactly. I don't know how my day is going to go. I don't know how. I didn't know how this interview was going to go. <laughs> I knew it was going to go great. And I think it's going great so far. But it's going, you're doing amazing. You have an idea. Amazing. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, and that's that's such a great point. I think it's fun as 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 uh, an audience because you're watching this all come together, and it's kind of good to know that you guys are kind of on the same yeah. bandwagon as, yes. as us. We don't really know. You <laughs> yeah. don't know. I was like that with the voodoo. When I remember when I told you guys about him bringing out that voodoo doll uh-huh. with Drew, I said uh-huh. that better not be him. Yeah. <laughs> I said you better not be trying to kill him off the show. I will be mad. Trust me, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, Wait, what are they doing to yeah. me? <laughs> Is this for me? We got voodoo doll. Props uh-huh. rolls out the car, and you're like, yeah. no. <laughs> Too funny. Well, speaking of voodoo dolls and Doctor Facilier, let's get into him for a second because he's 
transpiring with gold and he doesn't want gold to find bell can we talk about this a little bit and dive into like what this actually means this is the one thing i have been right about i called him a creep from the beginning and i'm still sticking by it and his actions keep furthering my one prediction that he is (laughs) (laughs) it made me so sad because remember i was i was a little bit rude with lucy yeah yeah i was kind of like at first i was just like oh he's kind of a creep and then i was just like oh Regina's finally gonna have somebody, and now he did. Like, oh no, I don't trust that creepy man with that little girl. She's been through enough. Oh, and Robin's man. coming Jeff, back. I'm di- sure. Oh yeah, but Jeff, I'm dying mm-hmm. to know what you were gonna say. I mean, you, you guys, you guys are breaking my heart because I mean, um, I love the guy. Like, the, the, me and the actor actually uh, became really good friends. Uh, mm-hmm. Daniel Francis playing Doctor Facilia. He he was amazing. That guy, yes. I love him. And uh, you know, we would uh, we would get the scripts together, and like I was just telling you, we're in the same position. He's like, hey, so what do you think's gonna happen, bro? <laughs> like, what's going on? Are we together in this thing or not? And um, it, it 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 was it, it was tough for me seeing this last episode because I'm like, oh. it, reading it actually. I'm sorry before watching, I already yeah. knew what was gonna happen when I read the script. I'm like, oh, they had to do it to my man because I was rooting <laughs> yeah. for him as well too, you know. I was hoping that that, uh, was that yeah, there would be a point where he would redeem himself. Yeah, you know? uh, that's what I was hoping for the the, the character, and which you know that would have been interesting as well too. But I thought they were gonna have like a romantic thing with yes, Regina where she yes, gets to him or yeah, something. Exactly. I was just like, dang, she's all alone again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Plus, oh, that would have been son. that would have been another situation where the woman would actually technically save the man. She would, mm, right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. She would change his ways, or it would have been. It would have been cool. And let's not forget, Rumpelstiltskin was a little creepy himself before Belle changed A little. Yeah. He's so creepy. Yeah, but <laughs> I'm saying with Belle, he had his sweet moments. So I'm just saying, creepy and romance still works. He's ne- You cannot compare. Dr. No. Facilier is not on the same creepy league as Rumpel. I hope not. I hope not. He's not. But I'm saying it's possible to have romance. Yeah, like no, stop, I was yeah. all uh, for him having romance. Yeah, I right. still that, think maybe he could. Belle was always a good guy, and Regina's plenty evil. Yeah. She doesn't need anybody who's taking her in the wrong direction, because she can't save him, that's for sure. I think what was really interesting about showing that, you know, the kiss that was going to break this curse was Henry and Regina, I think it's kind of playing off of that whole strong woman characteristic yes. and saying that she doesn't need a man to be happy, you know, like she just needs her family which is going to complete her. And I feel like that's kind of the progression that we've seen is because in the beginning mm. of, of the series, you know, Regina's constantly searching for a man, something to fill that mm. void. And then in the end of the series so far, it's looking like she doesn't need anybody to fill that void because it was a family that she needed, that support system that mm-hmm. she needed, that she was she was really missing out on. So I think that was really cool that they kind of tied it back in that way. But but yeah, Rumble definitely creepy, but he saved the day in this situation. <laughs> okay, did yeah. I so is Samdy dead? Yeah, yes. he, yes. he completely did. Yeah. That's why when you were like, no, he still could possibly not. Oh like, my no, gosh. No, I don't okay. think so. Uh, something <laughs> went over my head. We're wilding out. Just be like, you're wrong. Just get in there. <laughs> no, I would means. never do that. Okay, Steph, let's break Please this down do. for a second. I um, was on the same page as you. I had to like really think back. <laughs> yeah. Because he gets stabbed so quickly that you kind of wonder, okay. What was Dr. Facilier's motive and what was his whole reasoning behind wanting the dagger Yes. if he's just going to die in the end and he kind of has no substantial means to the story anymore? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But the only thing I can kind of say in their defense as writers is that I think that they got told, you know, we got to wrap this up quick. Your your series. I'm glad you you, you brought that up because, I mean, I 
Yeah, I, th- th- that's how uh, me and uh, the actor kind of saw it when we were reading it. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it, it, it it wrapped up for him kind of quickly. Mm-hmm. And uh, all of a sudden, and we were just like, oh, okay. Yeah, we're getting towards the end of the season, you know. Right. They gotta foc- and plus, they got to focus on, like, doing the big series finale. And there's a lot of other uh, um, stories and characters that they got to start, like, mm-hmm. bringing back. Right. Or, you yeah. Know, and there was a lot of last minute writing in there, yeah. so I do agree with yeah. you with that. That's probably yeah. what they did. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I was I was reading some articles and stuff, and they were talking about how it was really hard. Like they they got told, I think maybe it was like they were started writing to where things could maybe go further, mm-hmm. but then it, they had to obviously like chop things up. So I think they probably wanted to have more of a storyline with Doctor Facilier, but they didn't get to it. Yeah. So. But mm-hmm. so I'm I'm that's I'm that's what I'm gonna say because it does was something where we're like wait it was this big lead up and build up for him to just die and that's yeah, why yeah. I Steph I was on the same page like wait maybe this isn't yeah. really happening you never but know he could yeah. still live you never know <laughs> he'll like show up in like the series finale you never <laughs> yeah. know well I was just really tripped up that gold like his old yeah, the Welsh realm yeah. gold came back and that's right. just like the worst thing that could happen well let's talk about that for a second how did he get there? And the there? best. <laughs> Wish Realm Gold. How did he get to dagger. present day? I think it, it's because of the dagger. I think maybe Samdi tried to control him and it backfired on him because Rumpelstiltskin is a force unto himself. Yeah, he it's, is the dark mm-hmm. one. He's the yeah. original dark one. But what I thought was interesting was we got to see with um, Alice, now that she's the guardian, <laughs> <laughs> we got to see that he so. actually stopped her from sacrificing her life uh-huh. so that he could continue on and he would figure it out a different way so it's possible that he started to split kind of like regina did in the season where there were two reginas there was the evil Mm. queen and then there was mayor mills and Mm. we're kind of seeing a parallel of that with gold because he has split so completely from who he used to be versus who he is now and it's that part of him that he has to learn to live with yeah, because of his choices. That's what <laughs> I felt. Me and Steph, sorry, me and Steph are looking at each other. You want to learn to live with him? Because <laughs> I, I would, don't. I no, love, I think I Gold has to, to learn how to live with him. I would not love me. to see you all in the writers' room. Like, this, <laughs> like, this is how it's gonna go, people. We're taking over. <laughs> Listen, I would set the Let me make a fire. call, real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, too much yeah. fun. Yeah, well, I, I, yeah, I don't really know what was going on with that, but well, I, I don't know how he got there, and I'm sure we'll find out, but yeah. also, mm-hmm. I, I don't really know if I agree too much with that, Carolina. It's all right, everything Sorry. I said has been wrong, so it's fine. <laughs> no, it's not that you're wrong, and it's not oh, like it you're, has been. I trust your opinions. I trust your, it totally. And everything, I'm just, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, he even knows, you. everybody knows, I'm just wrong this whole season, so I just it's think it's interesting, like, everyone had their opportunity now to, like, face themselves, because Regina, don't forget she got to face the evil queen. Yeah. I'm sure um, Emma, Emma had to say, yeah. face herself. Mm-hmm. Well, as the yeah, the dark one, Snow White too. Oh, but that Snow wasn't White a second. That wasn't another version. This isn't. Mm-hmm. This is literally like the evil queen Regina, where it's a mm-hmm. physically a different person. Yeah. yeah, but still, the idea has been there within the show mm-hmm. throughout the seasons. All right. the main characters had two have had to face it, except for Gold, and this hmm. is his first time facing. That's himself. interesting. Which I which also brings another question for me. So obviously he killed um, Doctor Facilier with the dagger, right? Mm-hmm. right. So is that yeah, apparently is <laughs> like that Gold's dagger or was that like a dagger from the Wish Realm? Because Wish clearly, Realm, because uh, clearly um, he has his own dagger. No, he didn't. Remember, he went to the safe and it wasn't mm-hmm. there, no, and that's why he hunted. He didn't keep Sam- the dagger in the safe. He was mm-hmm. looking for the book. Book. 
of him and Belle. Oh, mm-hmm. I thought he was yeah. looking for his dagger. I thought so too. I thought he but found the, the book. book by mistake. They tricked us, all you writers. <laughs> <laughs> the child's confused. Yeah, keep it you too. on your toes. Okay, That's- cool. I don't. I've lost this timeline a long time ago. <laughs> I just sit back and I go, "Yep, I like it." <laughs> <laughs> well, we have a lot to wrap up in uh, two episodes, and I'm really excited to see yeah. how that's going to go because it's going to be crazy. Yes. Crazy. So many crazy, familiar crazy. faces. What storyline yes. are you hoping to see? Uh, you mean for the finale? Like, what's, yeah. what, which one? From the from Whichever the past? one you like, yeah. What? I mean, to be honest, uh, Snow White. Yeah. Snow White. Mm-hmm. I am looking, I'm, I'm hoping. I'm not making any guarantees, but yeah, I'm hoping to see that, you know, see what they do with that or how they incorporate that into that, you know, and just, I think, that that's the one that I mainly want to see, but I would love to be able to see how they incorporate all the old storylines from like all the seasons, if possible. If they're able right. to bring back some of the iconic characters, like you know Ariel, things like mm-hmm. that, would be awesome. Which and I see feel how like they wrap it up. We saw an episode. Didn't we see an there article that promo. she's gonna come back? Yeah. I yeah. think. Yeah. 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 So they have a lot of people coming back. We just yeah. don't yeah. know how. Exactly. Yeah. That, that, I just want to know how they go about mm-hmm. doing it. Right. Exactly. About, like, wrapping it all up. Because tying know? those interwebs together is gonna be crazy. Yes. Which makes sense why the curse ended this. Because at first I was like, wait, how, what's gonna happen now? But there's so much to wrap up. Yeah, they still have that's to get out of. That's why they have to do it in two mm-hmm. episodes. It makes sense. You right. Know? That's a why? lot. Of, that's a lot of content. Yeah, and that's why I need an ice pack because my head's gonna hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I, have a I am just waiting for that moment where I'm gonna, my jaw's gonna drop, and I'm gonna be so freaking excited as to how they do this because mm. I find that so that like they're the way that their minds work as writers is just phenomenal, and it's been phenomenal for seven seasons now, yeah. and it's just gonna be like really crazy to see how this one ends because there's been so many loose ends yeah. that have been going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Well, Jeff, we want to ask you a couple more questions about you, got, you, you yes. and and just kind of how your experience was on set. Obviously, you said it was a fun time, but you know, walking in after six seasons already being on a series was that kind of difficult for you? Or See, that, that's that's the funny part. It wasn't at all. They actually everybody they they were so warm and welcoming. I mean, from cast and crew, it. it I felt almost as if like I was a regular, like oh yeah, just yeah, we're on season seven now, guys. Like I felt like I was part of the family. It was crazy because uh-huh. they, they were all awesome, man. I mean, uh, Makia, she was she was incredible. Me and her definitely connected and clicked like right off the bat. You know, she she's such a good person. She's yeah. so sweet, and um, I really had fun with everybody on it. I thought that was yeah. great chemistry when I saw uh, you guys on screen. You. I was just like, yes. Yeah. I was just, it, I was here for it. I think it was because it was it was very genuine because like off camera, I mean, you know, in between takes, it's not like we we're like, all right, cool. You know, yeah. on the side, she's over there. We were just like, you know, kicking it, having conversation, like kind of talking about each other's like personal lives. Mm-hmm. Just like talking about politics, uh, <laughs> movies, things like that. Just just normal conversation, having fun, you know? Right. And then it was like, hey, guys, we're ready for you on set. I'm like, all right, cool. And we jump right back into it. And I feel like that energy and that chemistry just carried over um, onto screen, you know? Yeah, it definitely is, did. Uh, I think it's always a good thing on mm-hmm. any project you're working Because it's a on. different type of relationship than we've seen. I feel like there was more of like a competitive friendship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's that's so true. Well, even yeah. when we first got introduced, you guys, you were on that boat with the crocodiles and stuff. Can you give yeah. us a little behind the scenes oh, of what that was like? I'm so glad you brought that up. There's, that's that's actually one of the my favorite scenes, especially for Prince Naveen. But it was it was so fun because I mean we're on the green screen, we're we're actually you know in, in, in a bit in a little tank and we got the water there and it, we're just like the environments there and I'm like. 
this is awesome. But the, the actual scene for me was great because this is the first time you actually get to see a little bit of uh, Preston Reed, like his humanity, you know? It's yeah. like a genuine moment. You're like, oh, wait a minute. This guy is actually fighting for something, you know? He's not just a cocky, you know, <laughs> you know <Yeah>. arrogant <laughs> asshole. But um, it, it, was, it was a great moment for me um, to actually, like, make that switch and just share a, a genuine moment with, with Tiana yeah. on the boat. And a little bit of the stunts was fun, too, you know? Yeah, did you have like a stunt a, double at all? Or I did, did you have get... a stunt double. Okay. Uh, we, he, was, he was there, and we utilized him, but I, I did some of the stunts as well, too. They, they, they just wanted to, you know, for safety reasons, mm-hmm. they, he had to be there, and they also wanted to utilize him for certain shots. But right. I got in the water, too. I you did. Like, you know, no, I got I'm in there. Just... I was like, yeah, I'm ready. I'm trying to get wet. <laughs> Bring on the alligator. <laughs> how were how they able to incorporate the alligator, obviously? Like, was that all CGI, or did you get to, like, have some sort of thing in the water there, to give you the there was, there was like There was, like, a little uh, machine in the water, like a little crane, yeah. which we would use as a visual. Yeah. But most of it was, like, CGI. Right. Yes, yes. I bet she were like, bring on the real yeah, thing. That's what I was saying. Yeah, bring it. <laughs> <laughs> Bring on the crocodile. <laughs> Actually, r- real quick, I know oh, we should, we're limited on time, but You're a funny getting... moment between me and uh, Dr. Facilier, is, um, Daniel Francis playing Dr. Facilier, he asked me, he's like, oh, how did that go? How did that shoot go? And then um, he's like, oh, they, what did they do for the alligator? I was like, yeah, we had like an alligator in the water. You remember that? And he's like, wait, what do you mean? Yeah, I was like, yeah, we had an alligator. He's like... He's like, bro, you had a real alligator? <laughs> I was like, oh, no, 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 no. I don't mean a real alligator. I mean, it was, it was oh. a funny moment because we just had a miscommunication, but he actually believed me that it was a oh real alligator. Oh, my God. Funniest That's moment, man. It was too like, funny. <laughs> I, I could imagine me in that, in that moment. He's probably like, well, how, what? Like, how he's like, you? wait a minute. What are you talking about? <laughs> A method, baby. He I'm was like taking a method. step back from you, like, wow, he's really serious about this role. Like, that's why I wasn't Prince Naveen. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But speaking about why you're the perfect Prince Naveen, is that vous parlez un peu de français? Oh, um, pas parler français, on parle créole. Ça va. Ça va bien. That's even more to the movie. <laughs> Stop now. And for those of you at home, he speaks Creole. Yes. So you really were born to play Prince Naveen. I think so. It was fate. The people in the chat are saying if there's a live action, like, we need you. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, that's awesome. They are remaking all the animated films. That would be amazing. There we go. Jeff Pierre for Prince Naveen. Put it out there. Put it out there. Start tweeting. Start tweeting now, guys. With Nakia. I would totally love to see Nakia. Oh, most definitely. That would be amazing. I I wouldn't even want to do it if it wasn't. (laughs) Better be Nakia. Seriously, you guys need to start tweeting this out to Disney because Uh, we can make this happen. By hashtag. You I know? love you it's guys. Very you guys are but I have to quickly ask you who do you like playing better? Jeff, um, no, not Jeff, Jeff McArdle. Hey. See, look, you got your name in yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> or Prince Naveen. Ah. That's beyond. Yeah, beyond Ooh. is for Jeff McArdle, for those of you guys that, who don't know. You're breaking is, his heart. That like is Adam. tough. Are you going to put me on the spot like I, that? Yeah, <laughs> we have some people in the chat asking. We got that. our team divided. Uh-huh. Wow. Beyond or once there's. Mmm. Oh man, that is so tough. 
Uh, can I say I like playing both? Yeah, yeah. you <laughs> like you like playing both. I really do genuine. like playing both. I, I, I honestly do. I enjoy playing both. <laughs> that yeah. is the safe. There's bet. similarities between the two characters for me, and then there's differences that I enjoy as well too. Yeah. So. Yeah. Jeff is is determined and finding exactly. things out and getting what he wants. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Which is amazing. And but they're both actually, you know, they they they're there for the people that they love. You know, of they're course. very determined. And they want to protect and fight for the people they love. And they both lost their brothers. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's what sparked their journeys. <laughs> wow. There's people that that's are, you're beyond fans. They are definitely ready for. Oh, that's what I'm yes, talking about. <laughs> well, my you, loyal fans. And if you guys haven't seen uh, Beyond, you can watch it on Hulu or Freeform. Yes, it is yes, yes. such an amazing show. It's sci-fi. And there's a lot of live action stuff going on in there with a lot of oh, yeah. crazy yeah, scenes. There's, there's, there's guns blazing. There's like. <laughs> Like, there's uh, superpowers. There's, like, I mean, I had this incredible, like, fight scene with this, like, guy that was seven foot this last season. So I got I got to do a lot. <laughs> That's wow. so Plus, fun. I got a cool scar, Wait, too, how was the know? fight scene yeah, with I the saw. seven foot guy? Was he on stilts fighting you or no, CGI no, no. again? No, th- This guy was actually, no, it was, there was no CGI. This was real. Dude like, was seven we, feet tall? He, he, pretty close. What, I'm not going to lie. Did they him out of the tall. land of the giants because at once? when they wrote it, they, they wanted somebody who was, like, a giant, and wow. they it, this guy was actually part of the crew. Funny enough, I think he worked uh, carpentry, carpentry on the crew. Oh, wow. And I'm not even kidding. If you guys watch it, you'll see he's he's huge. <laughs> he's huge. So it was it was paying homage to uh, Raiders of the Last Ark, oh. uh, Indiana Jones, where they had like that that fight scene on the tarmac, I believe, and Indiana Jones is fighting this guy who's just a behemoth, and they kind of incorporated that in the. Uh, the episode and I have these funny little moments where this guy punches me and I'm just like I fall to the ground <laughs> but it was it was a fun scene to uh, shoot and we choreographed and, and it was all me it was all me yeah because <laughs> I love stunt choreography um, choreography I love like stunt and stage combat I That's- had a good time doing that that's it's so like, great yep, to know that. Yeah. That's all you. <laughs> yeah. Well, you were telling us a little bit before we popped in here that you actually study a form of martial arts. I do. That's why mm-hmm. I love it. I, I I started off doing boxing, and then over a year ago, I started doing Muay Thai because I wanted to incorporate hands, feet, elbows, and everything. And um, I love it. It's the best conditioning for your body to me. It's just fun, and it's uh, sometimes it's a stress reliever. No. You're a jack of all <laughs> trades. You do it all. I do. I mean, you're a dad. You're an actor. You're all this thing, all okay. these things. Which do you is secretly so have like a published book of poems we yeah. should know about? Well, <laughs> he's like, I, so I can't. I would have died right now if you pulled it out and we're like, actually, yes. Well, guys, I'm so sad to say we are running out of time. But really uh, quick before we wrap it all up, what else can we find you on that's coming up? You have any other fun projects you kind of want to talk about? Actually, yeah, definitely. Really quick, um, there's there's two sitcom pilots that I just shot uh, one for Fox and one for NBC. One, uh, the nice. one for NBC is called So Close. Okay. And the one on Fox is actually untitled right now, but it's from Aaron Foster. Okay. And oh, nice. it's, 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 oh man, it's, it's brilliant. Both of them are hilarious Heck in their own yeah. ways. Well, so definitely look out for those two shows. Oh my God. Oh, they're 100%. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. comedies. They're one's a multi-cam and then the other one's a single camera comedy. Well, yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm Thank excited. <laughs> We're going to see more Jeff. More yeah. Jeff on our, on our TV screens. Don't worry, Oneers and Beyond fans. We're going to see him still. Um, but really quick, let's do some flashing, flash lightning round predictions. Awesome. I'll just skip one. All right, Steph. Okay, Regina and Robin are going to get together. 
That's it. That's all I have because I have no idea what's happening. Wait, what did you say? Robin Hood's coming Robin back Hood. from the oh, dead to uh, sleep 100%. with woman. Not the little Robin Hood. <laughs> no. It was like, mm, what's going on? Robin I thought that she the... has. Okay. No. Okay. That's a lot. Lanisha, what are you thinking? Well, I didn't have any until Steph said hers. So I'm going to roll with Steph here. We're going to do the power team. Always. Mm-hmm. All right, Carolina. I think that we're going to get an ambiguous ending because we have two Rumpelstiltskins in the loop right now. We've got Gold's version and then the Wish Realm Rumpelstiltskin. So I don't think that things are going to end on a clear-cut and sunny day. I think we're actually going to be left asking a lot of questions at the season finale. I am thinking, I feel bad. I keep, like, negating what you're saying. (laughs) What are you going to say, Chuck? No, funny Um, enough, like, I, I don't know. I think it would be interesting if it was almost... If it almost went that route, like a cliffhanger. Right. Almost. I know I know it would be disheartening for the fans, but it would be interesting to see, you know? I would die. Because at the same time, I would love to see a, a you know, happy ending, because that's usually how mm-hmm. fairy tales end. But we don't want to be cliche. <laughs> that's what huh? I've been fighting that's for. Yeah. But anyway, that's what I've been fighting stick for. stick outside the box. They've been doing a pretty good job of doing that so far. Happy ending. So, yeah. But then they brought in both the Rumbles. The Rumbles. I'm like, yeah. probably yeah. going to be wrong. So I'm going to go with an ambiguous <laughs> ending. <laughs> These are the writers idea. of Lost. And I still remember yeah. how they left me at Lost. Ooh. So I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> let's, let's not talk about that. Hurts the heart. Hurts the heart. Well, I'm just going to say, now that we got another Rumple in the mix, I think that we're finally going to see the Dark One be able to release the dagger. And I think mm. that's going to have to do with the second Rumple coming into the picture because he'll finally be able to close it off once and for all because that's what he's been searching for since he got it in the right. first place. So I'm thinking that... Really quick, did you have some pictures that you wanted to share, Carolina? I did, yes, from next week's two-part season finale. Ooh. So these pictures are thanks to Entertainment Weekly, and they actually have about five or six more on their website, so be sure to check it out. Just Google Once Upon a Time Entertainment Weekly. Uh, But we've got a photo up here for those of you watching um, on the podcast. You can check it out if you pop into YouTube. It's the round table with all the main power players. We see Alice and Robin and Snow and Charming, which is really exciting. That's really exciting. Yeah, we see Regina. We've got Rebecca Matter's character. We've got Hook. I mean, so much excitement. The only person that we're really, even Henry, the only person that we're missing at this round table is Emma. Oh. Dun dun dun. Yeah. <laughs> she's off she's off fighting like the, the, the bad guys, the villains. Well it's been Somewhere. confirmed that Jennifer Morrison is making an appearance, so yeah. I'm excited about that. And then we have uh you know, Queen Snow White and King uh Charming That's together what in their court ensemble. And <laughs> it is I'm honestly good. my favorite is seeing them in their full regalia in court. So I, I know I like can't. the fairy tale outfits. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, especially oh, the evil yes. queens. Yes. Man, oh. they're phenomenal. Mm-hmm. That, shout, shout, uh, shout out to the wardrobe, man. Mm-hmm. Very incredible. Yes. Yeah. Did you get to keep anything from set, by the way, from being Prince Naveen? No. Are they going to haunt you down if you <laughs> disclose it? He's like, no. <laughs> closet full. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, seriously, thank you so much. This has been amazing. Yeah. You are lovely. You're welcome back anytime. Oh, you guys and, are great. And hopefully we'll get to see you on some new shows coming yes. up. I know, yeah. Hopefully, you know, put, put that out there in we the will. universe. We oh, yeah. will. You ladies have been amazing, and um, I'm looking forward to coming back, too. Well, hopefully thanks. Some more things. I hope You're so. welcome back anytime. Yes. Where can they find you on social media? Oh, uh, You can find me on Instagram, uh, JLPierre, and you can also find me on Twitter, Jeff L. Pierre. And Steph Sabra, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Steph Sabra. Lanisha. 
You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Lanisha spelled L A N I S H A 914. Hey. Carolina <laughs> hey guys, yes. you can find me on Twitter at Carolina Benetti and on Instagram at Lena Bean 113. Hey guys, Ali Nasta here. Find me on Twitter at Ali Nasta and on Instagram at LA Girl. And of course, follow After Buzz TV on all social media platforms. We will see you next week. Two episodes left, guys. Woo! <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 